it is a really nice day. I can feel the sun actually radiating warmth. And that's a first this year. Spring is getting closer, and my apologies to those of you that live in uh, either extreme winter temperatures or have to suffer the heat in Australia, parts of Australia. But here, things are looking up. The sun is shining. There are some clouds in the sky, but also uh, quite a few patches of blue. People are already starting to work in their gardens as well. I see the first few flowers. This man is raking old leaves from last year from uh, his, uh, his grass. A little girl over there is walking her dog or is, is trying to teach the dog new tricks, but the dog seems to not care and is just wagging its tail and uh, seems to think you're not in command, you're not my boss, to the frustration of the little girl. It is a it is a, a nice day, but also a very busy day. And these past few weeks have been relentless. Very demanding. I shared this with you before in January. I was really worried about the just the, in, the amount of pressure and the m amount of work that I was facing. And not just me, but the entire team of Tridio. Both the work we do for television and the work um, that has to do with the launch of our new channel. Fortunately, a lot of that is going fine. Um, I'm pretty happy. Let me lower the volume of the audio a little bit. I'm recording this on a, uh, on a recorder that I normally don't use outside. I used to have my Samsung, Samsung, Samsung <laughs> Zoom H2 uh, for, for these outdoors recordings, but we have, uh, uh, I've actually given that recorder to our new Dutch presenter for our uh, for our um, uh, television channel, or let's say our, our Catholic channel, so that she can record voiceovers at home. I'm recording this on a Zoom H5, and it still requires uh, some getting used to on on my my end. So the the channel, uh, the launch of the channel has been really a success and very well received. It's a it's fun because we're we're, we're doing stuff that we've never done before. In three weeks' time, we've been able to film to produce a talk show a weekly talk show that if you would look at the quality that it has after three only three weeks i mean it took me years to to reach a, a, an acceptable level of, of uh, quality with my podcast with this talk show in three weeks time we've been able to produce something that actually really looks like a small tv talk show um and and in a lively environment with with uh, with an audience with a, a host, with interesting guests. And so I'm very, very proud of what we've been able to accomplish in such a short amount of time. Of course, it, that was a price to pay. <laughs> and that price is just a ton of extra work because every, we're doing everything for the first time. There's no routine yet. So um, filming with two cameras, doing two camera editing, uh, coming up with logos. Like the other day, I taught myself Adobe After Effects. I had literally one hour to teach myself the basics of rendering logos in uh, in Adobe After Effects. And thanks to YouTube and uh, some trial and error, I've been able to uh, render some very cool logos. So, it, But it's all extra energy and extra time. Uh, the other thing that we make is a, like a weekly video about Pope Francis and what's happening in the Vatican. That is a, a somewhat more conventional in, in a, it's a voiceover with the images but that too required a lot of 
figuring out, you know, where do we get the 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 video material of how do we upscale it? How what what do we do with the presentation? It's green screen. How much do we want to do voiceover? And when are we going to uh, show our presenter? So a lot of uh, logistics that had to be figured out. So did did really uh, ask a lot of our of our energy. But the result is really good. Um, I'm, I'm super excited. And if we can reach, uh, even you know the, the amount of support that we get, um, like in terms of the quality of support, like people are just actually reacting to us and encouraging us, and they're excited. But also in, in terms of quantity, we, after three weeks, we've got about 400 likes on the Facebook page. Now, of course, it's just likes, but still. It, it shows that there is potential and we've done this without any advertising. That makes me extremely optimistic about the future of this channel. And then on the level of the television shows, there has been uh, a bit of a change of schedule. So all of a sudden, instead of this week being my last production week for a while, and then having some extra time to record a few new episodes, all of a sudden, um, some of the... Uh, of my episodes were, were moved forward in time which requires now which requires me to produce uh, not one but three new episodes that is that's that's more than a, than a bit of challenge because it's also stuff that I can't really re delegate I can't, can't just ask an editor to do it for me because I need to provide him with content <laughs> which I don't really have well I do have a, an idea but um, and then in the middle of that, new negotiations, new uh, um, discussions about uh, the, uh, um, the payments for what we do uh, in television. Very complicated, very, some, some uh, let's say, unwelcome surprises <laughs> for us. And, uh, and that requires us to rethink what we do and, and how we do things. But there's one thing that I'm glad about, and that is... With the pressure uh, of our work, there is this common sense, literally common sense, that we have as a team that we should create um, margin. We should literally take our foot off the gas. Well, not literally, but almost literally. <laughs> we should um, tone it down a little bit and, and, and try to add more leisurely things to our work schedule um, take it easier on ourselves take some time off as well go home when it's time to go home <laughs> and and last week again I was in the same uh, dead end loop almost so I had to produce an episode a television episode and I, at one point I was working late until what is it 10 o'clock in the evening and some people on Facebook were actually correcting me. Like Rick uh, Angelini, he was like, you should not work this at, at this hour. And he was right. But it was also, uh, for me, another... I mean, I knew that that was not uh, the right thing to do. There was just no other solution for the moment. But we are um, constantly thinking and talking amongst each other. Like, okay, this is not, this is not sustainable. How do we solve it? So it's not just my problem or an individual decision. I think it should be uh, a decision of our company that we want to work in a certain way. And that it is actually important to uh, be realistic about what you can and what you can't do and to say no when you're in doubt. 
Now, that was a hard decision that we had to make this week. Uh, we had uh, we were in discussions for uh, an episode that we were going to film, but it was a very complicated one. It involved children, it involved a school, um, lots and lots of, at least on our part, uh, question marks when it comes to, okay, what story is this going to be? Do Will we have enough material? Um, and then some communications trouble. Uh, there were... And then at one point, I was like, this is costing us too much time, too much energy. There are too many uncertainties. And this is weighing on us. And it's not that we, have n that we don't have any other worries. So I'll make the executive decision that we are going to cancel this episode. We're not going to do it. And it's unfortunate. And we disappointed some people. But I'm glad that we dare to take that decision and to stand up for our well-being first. And then, you know, you can't please everyone. And it may, be, may have been that we have made some mistakes and the other party has made some mistakes. But sometimes it's better to stop before you launch into something than to halfway through the process realize that there's no way back, but there's also no way forward anymore. That is kind of the situation that we're in. The same is true about uh, the choices that I make uh, media-wise. I'm more and more learning to stay in this mindset of the work that I do has to match my mission. And if it's just kind of collateral work and it's something we do in order to not to disappoint people or, or just for financial reasons, then it has to go. Perhaps not right away, but it's not something that we want to sustain. Um, and all that in, in order to kind of bring back our daily schedules to what it's supposed to be. And uh, to course correct. It's not that you... It's very hard to, to create an ideal situation from the get-go. Because sometimes it's when you start to do things that you discover that it's much harder, much more complicated, that there are all sorts of problems that you didn't foresee. But it's much better to course correct immediately when you feel that your core values, like your health and, and your mission, are endangered, then to continue just because you, at one point, with the data that you had back then, committed yourself to something. And I am glad that we are at this, this point that we, that we dare to do this. And then if we miss one opportunity, there will be others in the future. There's nothing that can't be... Uh, I don't know, healed, corrected. Um, and so that is, that is an interesting process for me. It's a different approach. In the, in the past, I was always looking for solutions, trying to solve things for other people at, at my own, at my own uh, dispense, uh, having, paying the price myself. And now that I'm responsible for a team, for an organization, I don't want to make those choices for other people, and I don't also... Uh, don't want to make them for myself. So, in the next future, in the next few uh, weeks, we are going to uh, very funny, very funny. Uh, we're going to make, uh, yeah, do we? Uh, we're going to make so uh, some some uh, uh, more decisions like this. And yeah, some kids that want attention, so I don't know why. They're, uh, they probably have, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very funny. Okay, so what I was saying. Hey, jongens, uh, move. Ja, move met die fiets. Je zit er door mijn, je zit door mijn uh, opname heen te praten. Zou, zou ik het gewoon niet bij jou doen? 
Nee, serieus. Dat is, dat is, dat is geen dat is asociaal gedrag. Huh? Dat is asociaal gedrag. Waarom is dat? Uh, moet ik rijken dat je aan het filmen bent? Ja, dat, je hoort mij praten. En je gaat er eh, bewust doorheen zitten praten en roepen. Dat is niet leuk. Ik ga niet filmen. Nee, ik ben niet aan het filmen. Dus, toedeloe. Ja, je mag niet fietsen, maar dan moet je wel... Uh, moet je even kalm aan doen. Arm, let's fucking go. Oké. Okay. Jongens. Oh Alright, so this is the kind of stuff that you sometimes have to deal with, kids that are trying to uh and now they're following me. Jongens. Het is echt niet leuk. Het is echt niet leuk, dat is. Jawel, maar je bent aan het zarren. En dat mag ook niet op de openbare weg. En ik vind het gewoon, ik vind het gewoon niet. Het is toch niet sympathiek. Ik, ik wil best wel gewoon vriendelijk met jullie om, omgaan, maar jullie zitten echt bewust gewoon te treiteren. Ja, maar dat is, dat is gewoon niet leuk. Ja, heel goed. Dat doe je in ieder geval wel goed, English. Oké? Okay? Goeie vrienden. Alright, sorry for the uh, interruption, but that's just the situation. They're just saying bad words. You know, 13 year olds. And instead, normally I try to ignore them or yell back, but that's it's better to just take them seriously and have a conversation where you try to, I don't know, at least give them some feedback on their behavior. And maybe that will help. And perhaps not. I've tried my best. Anyway, so uh, what I was saying, we're going to have to think hard about certain other uh, things that uh, they really want my attention now. So we have a couple of uh, things ahead of us. Especially uh, we're starting um, our live shows on, uh, on the recording. Jongens, to now. To now. Moet ik even een speciale opname voor jou maken dan? Vind je ja. dat leuk? Een beetje zingen of zo, een dansje doen. Ja. ja, leuk. Okay, let's hope they turn uh, another corner here. Because they're very loud and very obnoxious. Uh, okay. Let's see, I'm just going to uh, bore them out of their minds and hopefully I'll be so boring that they'll have to uh, they have to move. But I think that they're just off school and they, they just want to, I don't know, kind of challenge me and see if I get mad at them. Well, good luck with that. I've got more troublesome people in my life than, than these two kids. <sighs> All right, where was I? This is real life. I could have stopped the recording, but now I'm thinking, okay, this is sometimes what you have to deal with. Um, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. Kids like these usually also uh, tar- just they just find other victims. Um, and I noticed that some of the other people on the bikes here were also reacting negatively to their behavior. Anyway, seem to have been rid of them. These, these are the kind of ki- uh, bullies that... Um, I used to fear with my life when I was in, in primary school. Um, because they would actually be really dangerous sometimes. They would just hunt you down. Uh, unt- and they were usually always in a majority. And they knew that. And then they would seek out the most vulnerable kids. And, and uh, I don't know, just bully them. And uh, it's something I've always been extremely, uh, let's say, uh, sensitive to when I see that with other kids 
and now I'm in a situation where I try to I can at least try to to correct these guys um, but it's always hard hard and I, I pity the people that have to teach in schools and, and have to deal with this kind of stuff these kids usually um, feel covered they don't accept authority um, their parents usually choose the side of the kids nowadays um, and so it, it drives a lot of people that are you know in a, in a position where you want to help kids insane because uh, it's, it's almost as you're seen as the enemy and that's it that's unfortunately happening on a lot of levels in society um, anyway it's a good uh, let's say challenge for me to stay calm and not be triggered in my own you know traumas from from when I was a kid um, let's say I was, uh, I was yeah I was, I was talking about the work um, I want to read you a story that really struck struck me and, and uh, I think was very uh, uh, exactly the right message that I needed to hear so I'll just passing it on perhaps it may help you as well it's a story about a, a, a wood chopper um, and it was a very strong man and uh, very driven and he got a job and it was was paid really well and looking forward to his first day of working in the woods taking down some trees so on his first day of work his boss gave him an axe and showed him the forest where he could start working and um, he, he was super excited very motivated so he started to chop down tree after tree after tree at the end of the day he was exhausted um, but also very proud because he had managed to chop 18 huge trees um, and he went to his boss who congratulated him and said this is great you know I'm so glad I hired you go on do this uh, continue to, to work like this and uh, um, you'll be sure of a job the next day uh, the woodchopper was super excited about the affirmation that he'd received from his boss uh, went back to the woods and worked really really hard all day but he was a bit more tired and still tired from yesterday so anyway, he did his best at the end of the day he had uh, taken down 18, uh, 15 trees the, the third day he tried even harder but at the end of the day he only counted 10 trees that he was able to chop down and every day he was able to do less um, at one point he told himself well maybe I've lost my, my power maybe maybe this isn't my, the work that I'm supposed to do maybe I should go talk to my boss and that's what he did and he apologized to his boss he said I, I, don't, I don't understand the first day was amazing 18 trees and then the next day well 15 but then the third day I started to really worry because I only took down 10 trees and I, I don't know what's going on. Perhaps it's just not the right work for me. Perhaps, I don't know, I'm not, not the guy you should hire. And then his boss said, when did you grind your ax for the last time? And then the woodchopper said, grind my ax? I've had, I didn't have time for that. I was way too busy taking down those trees. That's the end of the story. So that was such a, I mean, that was so right on the money that is exactly the story that I needed to hear because that's I think what creatively is one of the challenges for people that are 
entrepreneurial like I am and, and uh, some of the other members of our team, our new presenter is also kind of a, someone who is, she's very a go-getter, you know, like, oh, let's do that, let's do that too. And let's just add onto what we're already doing very well. And what I know from experience is that if you continue to work without pause, without taking time off, uh, without resting, without praying, without going for a walk outside like I'm doing right now, and you just work, 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 then the total effectiveness of your work will, go, will start to go down dramatically. And it's a very risky um, way of going about. And, and ultimately, the time that you need to grind the axe to make sure it's sharp again that is the time that you need to take off from work and that you have to do other things and shake it up and one of, one of, that's one of the things that I was trying to uh, explain when these two kids interrupted us with their foul language um, it is um, it's, it's even more important now that I'm responsible for other people as well that we keep an eye on that and that if we are working day and night in the woods chopping down tree after tree after tree and we don't take a break and we don't put limits on what we do then the, the overall quality and the effectiveness of our work is going to go down and I've seen that the past few weeks I've seen the I mean I'm, I'm still working as hard as I can but it's not as productive as I used to be and sometimes the work is becoming a true burden and I'm not chopping down the trees you know happily and with energy and, and gusto but I'm dreading the, the morning that I have to go back to the woods and, and put that axe against the tree again and then uh, at the end of the day I look at my results and I'm thinking I've had better days I've been better in the past and, and so I think that the, the, the moral of the story is, is of course take time to grind your axe and that of course for creative people it means take time to recharge um, if you want to inspire other people you have to first be inspired yourself and work in itself the amount of hours is not as important as the quality of the time that you work and you, the quality you can put into your creative process and in order to guarantee that quality one of the actual needs it's not just a want it's a need for this type of work is to create the margin now of course that needs to be specified and I think hi it's one of my parishioners is passing by on a bike we're going to pass underneath the railway tracks so that's the tunnel it's going to be a bit noisy because of the traffic passing underneath one of the uh, she's actually uh, married to uh, our new one of our new board members is a financial guy great great people and his, her husband is the one who, who uh, alerted me to the existence of podcasting. So he's literally at the, at the birth of the work that I do now. Um, what I feel is that I have to be even more proactive when it comes to taking out unproductive, uninspiring work. And to also be ready to accept the consequences. Knowing very well that if you lose perhaps a little bit of money right now, 
it will pay itself back because the, the work that you do accomplish will be more valuable. Perhaps not a monetary value, but it will just carry more value because it will be your best work instead of being work that you just, that you rushed. It's like cooking. You can't cook a good meal in 20 minutes. Of course, you can work really, really hard and try to cook as fast as you can, but the overall result will still be mediocre, especially if, if you have to do that time and time again and you never take the time to read a new recipe book and try something out and fail sometimes, you burn the rabbit or whatever you're cooking. The learning process, the trial and error, the, the time you spend on, on mindlessly watching YouTube instructional video after another is time that will ultimately pay itself back in the quality of your cooking. That is also true for the media work that we do. What does that mean for me? Is that I know that what gives me energy, it's a show like this, walking around, sharing with you, talking, um, thinking about uh, the, the, the life that I live and the choices that I make. It helps me tremendously in, in uh, learning from my mistakes um, and, and making better decisions in the future. Plus, I just like to chat, even though you, you don't chat back. But I know from a lot of you uh, for, for about your lives, because I follow you on social media. Um, I know about the things that you struggle with. And so it also helps me to empathize, to empathize with, with the situation of, of those of you that are listening to this. And so it's a very, very good and, and productive and, and nourishing activity. Well, if that is the case, then I should keep it in my weekly schedule. And that's what I, why I, even though this afternoon we have to go live uh, after the TV show and we have all these issues that we're dealing with, um, and there's a, an immense amount of work pressure when it comes to editing the next few television shows, I still walked out the door and recorded this show. <coughs> and um, these two punks are not going to stop me from doing that. Um, that, that, is, that is one decision. The other, uh, another decision is if I can do something um, perhaps at 70% but I'm done with it and it frees me up to do things that are in the long run more nourishing and productive, then I will do that. So for the, for the next few episodes of my TV show, I'm going to keep it as simple as possible. And it may not be the, the, the work, I know the end result is going to be fine, but it may not be my top production. And so to tone down a little bit of my perfectionism, because it will save me a lot of energy that currently I need for other stuff going on, then I think that is a reasonable decision. It's a, it's a good thing to uh, make that that choice and uh, so that's another and, and then also the di big difference between the work that I do for Tridio and for uh, Catholic Today the new channel is that for that for, my, for our, our own initiatives we don't <clears throat> we, we don't uh, let's say we, we don't have the same kind of deadlines we don't feel the same pressure because we're doing this as a community activity and if, you, if the, the media work is part of what we do together as a community, it feels totally different. And you understand it if 
if I tell you like I did um, in, in December and I told you I'm gonna take two weeks off because I really need a, a, a break to recover, no one has complained about that. On the contrary, I think you all, you, you, you wish me well and you, you, you would be more irritated if I would press on and, 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 and harm myself while, while trying to provide these podcasts. I mean, everyone understands that that is something, we all need that from time to time. And that is the difference with the, with kind of the professional media world where you have these deadlines um, that are not self-imposed, but they're just compulsory. You have to deliver. And, other, and sometimes when you sign the contract, you don't know how things will actually be. Uh, and, and, and so sometimes you'll be in a situation where you can't deliver and then you have to force yourself in order to make it happen. And that, that is something that I honestly could get rid of. Uh, I, I'm ready to let that go, that kind of work and that kind of relationship with my, my audience. I, uh, it's, it's, it's not... At one point, you have to wonder if it is worth um, the effort... You, you, you put in and that is, is making me nervous because I feel that um, I have a responsibility also business wise for, for, for our platform and uh, the way we work helps us to, to finance everything we do for Tridio and for, for our Catholic channel uh, without having to beg for money we're paying everything out of our own pockets we worked hard in order to make it happen so it's kind of scary to let it go but I've learned from people like Cliff Ravenscraft that <clears throat> you have to always be faithful to your own uh, your own mission your self-worth never uh, 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 put yourself in the, in the um, how can I say this dare to ask what you're worth and what you feel you should be worth and if people start to uh, underpay you, undervalue you, then it may be time to let go, even though it may be scary. But in the long run, if you don't, you're auto-sabotaging yourself in a sense that you are um, you're, you're closing opportunities because you're continuing to do work that you actually don't like to do anymore and don't give you the value that you think you deserve. And instead, you could, you could be doing other things. And one of one of my big motivations right now is to build up the the, the, the both the international Tridio channel with new productions and our Dutch channel with the best effort I can give. But if I am too much occupied with um, the let's say the television work, that is every year they're trying to save money and they're 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 less and less. I, I, possibilities I mean I have a very good and, and faithful audience and I, I really like that, that kind of work but there there will be a time if it's not now then it will be in a, in a couple of years from now where we will have to make different choices and situation changes our mission well our mission stays the same but sometimes you have to find new ways for that mission and and then you have to jump you have to let go and uh, just go for it and and if it's what you're supposed to do face the consequences and dare to pay uh, the, the price in a certain way 
and 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 then you may be surprised. You'll you'll never. We, we, I never know. I will never know the opportunities that I missed because I was focusing on the wrong type of work, or I kept doing stuff in which I didn't believe anymore. And I think that is true for every every walk of life. It's also true, even spiritually, in in, in my parish. Um, there is work that I do that I committed to. But I'm currently reevaluating, and I'll give you an example. Uh, in, in a number of these churches, we have 15 churches and we have three priests. So you can easily calculate that it's impossible to uh, celebrate Mass in every church every Sunday. Um, sometimes there are even multiple churches in the same village, and they are literally five minutes away from each other by bike. And sometimes they will have a Mass on Sunday and a Mass on Saturday evening. And last year they asked me, could you please do two uh, evening Masses on Saturday? Um, because, well, both of my colleagues were unable to do that. So yes, what it was, it's Saturday. I went to one of those churches. They do have normally also a Mass in that same town on Monday morning, uh, on Sunday morning. I arrived there and there are 25 people in church maybe make it 30 that's all that's all and I'm like wait a minute I'm in the busiest time of my life I am exhausted from all the work that I do I desperately need rest and I need to recover I need time to even to go out for a walk and get healthy again and I'm spending my time catering to a, a, a church where everyone who's there would actually go to another mass if they if if they if this one is not available i saw par- people from my own parish and they they went to that church probably because well uh, saturday evening let's just go there they would be in church on sunday morning if i hadn't celebrated that mass that's the kind of work where you have to dare to stand up for for yourself or i'm talking to myself right now and say well that is not the right thing to do um and I have to make that clear. I have to protect boundaries and take the time off. Another uh, thing that I've decided is um, in, in our parish, parishes, I know, two parishes now, they have this bad habit, and I think it's really a bad habit, that they are planning the liturgical schedule ahead of time for more than six months. So like half a year before Half, half a year in advance you have to tell uh, the people that make the schedule or even longer than that you have to tell them when you will be away when you will be on vacation and I normally don't really know what my life is going to look like next month there are so many different uh, things going on that I have to well I, I, I gotta be flexible but they don't allow that basically so they're forcing me to plan ahead for more than half a year by doing that they are also closing themselves for any um, adaptation to the to the to the situation so if you fill in that uh, you know in half a year from now there will be a Saturday evening mass and in the meantime like 10 of the people that normally would go to that mass have died because of old age let's be honest then you celebrate mass for 15 people and you would drain all the energy from the available priests. That is stupid. But I constantly give in, and I'm like, okay, well, just you know, just do whatever you want. 
And then at, once the schedule is made, I feel guilty when I take a leave of absence or when I have to go to Rome for whatever reason that happens. And then they uh, make me feel guilty about, you know, changing the plans. But it's just crazy. Like, we're doing this to each other. It's not necessary. And so perhaps it's up to me to say, well, I am going to do this differently. I don't know what you're going to do. That's, I cannot control that. Just like I can't control the circumstances of, 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 of the television work that I do and if people change the deal and sometimes I feel like you know like am I dealing with Darth Vader like pray I don't alter the deal even more that's kind of how it felt for the past few weeks and um, and I'm constantly like I've got a bad feeling about this well maybe the only thing that I should do is not to try to change the circumstances because oftentimes that's kind of beyond my grasp but it is to make different choices and to say well Considering the situation, I'm making a, a, a cost-benefit analysis, also spiritually, uh, mentally, and I've decided that this is no longer worth it. So I'm going to do something else. And then make that change. Make it quickly. If you feel that, just go and do something else until you find that energy again. And that motivation for parish work, same thing. Um, I will just tell them that uh, in the next few weeks... I'll be gone during one of the weekends. I need to get out. I need to uh, be away. And I just need that rest. And if I don't take it, I'll get sick or whatever. There are many, many things that could happen. But it's not, it's not worth it. And, it's not, and, and I think my parishioners will understand that. But in order to do that, you need courage. Because you're letting go of a habit. And I had this bad habit of trying to always to please everyone, to please uh, the, the people that I work with, to please my, my bishop, the, the parish, you name it. People pleaser. But the most important thing, and I've said this time and again, but sometimes I don't listen to myself, is in order to love others, you also have to love yourself. It's a commandment. Jesus himself tells it. You have to love your neighbor like you love yourself. And if I don't take good care of myself, I don't take care of my health, I don't take my rest, then I'm not loving myself enough. And the risk is that you're even going to project that behavior onto others and you expect other people to, to work the way you do, you work, and to sacrifice the way that you sacrifice. And that you can never tell someone else to live your life. And well, especially not if in your own life you make the, the, the wrong choices. So that woodchopper story really made me think. And I was like, okay, I feel that I am trying to chop down a forest, but it, I, did, I noticed that it's no longer with the same joy, with the same energy. And so the, there is a diminishing uh, uh, return on investment. And that's been going on for a while now. So it's time for me to take a break, to sharpen my axe, to grind the axe, and then get back to the woods and start working again. So I'll keep you posted on how I'm trying to sharpen that axe and take some time off. And the, 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 the trees will still be there <laughs> in the future. Anyway, I wanted to share that with you. Thank you so much for listening. And I'm going to walk home now, record another podcast, and we're going to do the live stream. And then I am going home. I would appreciate it if you could say a prayer. For not, not just for me, but also for 
the rest of the team members over at Tridio. We're, we're really going through some tough times work-wise. We're all feeling the strain and, uh, and the fatigue, but we also know that what we do is valuable and it's really worth it, but we need some extra help. So if you can, and if you can help in other ways, don't hesitate. Uh, if you want to become a patron, uh, patreon.com slash Father Roderick. It, 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 it's, you know, I, I, perhaps I don't mention that. Well, I mentioned the Patreon, the, pa the, the pa Patreon page enough, but I don't tell you perhaps enough why. Um, if I get, if I have the continuing financial support, it means I can hire help. And when the work becomes too much and I'm crushed under the weight of it, and, and not just me, but the, 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 because we're such a small team, if I can hire some extra hands, if only temporary, it helps the mission. It helps to do to continue to do what what we do. So that is why uh, I I dare to ask for for that support as well. And again, only if it's in, within your means. Hey, thanks for listening. I appreciate it, and thanks for your support as well. Take care. And God bless. You.